Iowa superstar Caitlin Clark has officially declared for the 2024 WNBA draft. David Eichel, Sean Bach here, instant reaction, swarmcast to the news. Not necessarily surprising. I think given the uptick in, in criticism or nitpicking Caitlin Clark's career, Sean, I think anything she would have accomplished next year, people would have done a lot of things to try to invalidate it. If she ends up, you know, leading Iowa to a final four, if she kind of expanded on the points record on the assist record, I think there would have been a lot of nitpicking that could have potentially, I don't want to say tarnished her legacy, but now it's clean cut four years. She did all this stuff. We're going to get into the, you know, there'll be a goat discussion. There'll be, if she's one of the greatest of all time later on for years to come, huge news for Iowa women's basketball, but Sean, ultimately, in my opinion, this was the right time and it was the right decision for Caitlin Clark to take her game to the next level. Yeah, I think a lot of people were maybe a little bit surprised by the timing of it, given that the Big Ten tournament hasn't even started yet and what there's one or two games left or two games left in the uh, in the regular season for mm-hmm. this team and right before senior day too. So, I mean, there's going to be a, a very loud standing ovation and um, in honor of Caitlin and what she's done at Iowa. But I think it makes sense from a timing perspective. I wrote it in the uh, in the impact article that I put together that, you know, this, this, I mean, we've, you talked about Caitlin, you brushed upon that and I know you'll talk more about it. And, you know, we're all aware of her legacy and what she's meant to not only woman, Iowa women's basketball, but the whole, you know, brand and even like the entire brand of a student athlete um, in this day and age yeah. of NIL. And, you know, she's probably one of the most, if not the most impactful student or, uh, you know, celebrity in college bat or in college athletics, probably since Johnny Manziel, I would say, um, yeah. which is pretty crazy to think about, but you know, that it's and with that, like comes a lot of attention. And I mean, I know people are well aware of the attention that has been put on Caitlin and, the, uh, you know, the Iowa women's basketball team and women's college basketball as a whole, but it, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot to deal with. You know, you're, you're getting interview requests, uh, you know, multiple times a day, you're getting, you know, people coming from the outside, you know, asking like, Hey, you're going to, I mean, in Caitlin's case, Hey, you're going to go to the WNBA or come back for another year. And I think that mm-hmm. really ended up taking a big toll on her. I know she handles everything really well and, you know, she's probably as professional and, you know, level-headed as it gets with some in this case where, you know, you have as much attention as you do and, you know, she's probably handled it better than anyone could, but, you know, there comes a time where, you know, it's, it's exhausting. And I think that partially had a lot to do with her making the decision now compared to, you know, I'm going to wait until after the NCAA tournament or I'm going to wait, you know, before the NCAA tournament, like just not drag it out because there there is one goal in mind, and that's making it back to a national championship. And you know, obviously, there's some pessimism with this team, and you know how they performed as of late. That you know maybe they won't make it back to that point, but they have a chance. Like they're going to be a top yeah. two or number two seed probably in the NCAA tournament, depending on what happens in the Big Ten tournament. But you know, I think after a while, Caitlin kind of thought, you know what. I think it's best for me to go and the timing of it is okay. I can focus on, you know, helping my team win this, 
thing yeah. instead of, and you know, it's, it's not as much of a distraction for, you know, the teammates as well, because you know, what would be the pressing question from everyone <laughs> throughout the NCAA tournament, big 10 tournament, you know, Caitlin, what are you doing next year? Caitlin, what are you doing next year? So I think the timing of it makes sense, but yeah, it's uh yeah. Yeah. You know, the other part too, Sean, and I wrote about this a little bit, Caitlin knows the attentions on her. She's embraced being the face of college basketball, not just, you know, women's college basketball, but college basketball as a whole. You mentioned she has the biggest superstardom probably since Johnny Manziel, Tim Tebow level, especially in such a highlight driven culture. That's where Clark's game has excelled because highlights attract the casual basketball watchers or casual sports watchers. And that's why people have gravitated toward Caitlin's game because it's so just reminiscent of today's culture and she's handled it like you said very professionally but she knows the attention's paid on her but every time it's been paid on her what she do she gives credit to her teammates she thanks lisa bluter for letting her be herself and i think going into senior day can you imagine you have kate martin who's been there for six years you have gabby marshall who's been there for five years you have molly davis who's become a beloved transfer what would be the talk at senior day if caitlin hadn't declared if caitlin gets you know, she's being honored at center court or whatnot. She gets one more year, one more year chance. How is that going to make Kate Martin and Gabby Marshall and all of them feel? Now, it's a little bit different. They don't have another year of eligibility. But they've brought a lot to this program. And Caitlin doesn't want to be bigger than the program. Ultimately, when she's in WNBA, she wants to build her brand up as much as possible. But she wants her best friends to be re- uh, recognized as well as she. And that would not happen if Caitlin had not come out and declared for the WNBA draft before Sunday. I think it's also a huge breath of fresh air for her at this point. I think there's going to be a weight lifted off her shoulders. And she always plays free. I think she's done a great job of doing Oh, she's eight points away. What happens? She gets it. And I think, what, the first four possessions of Iowa, she makes her first three shots. Minnesota last night, oh, she's 33 away from Lynette Woodard. She has 15 points in the first three minutes and 18 seconds. Like when the lights are brightest and there's anticipation building, she continues to shine. So I think she wanted her teammates to get credit. I think she wants to play free. And I think she really wants to relish, truly relish in the experiences that are still ahead. And as you mentioned, she doesn't want to be a distraction. I mean, this is a team that was projected to go back to the final four. I still think that capabilities go back to the final four. Kylie Fearbox has been really good lately, last couple of games. Gabby Marshall got, you know, kind of got her game back last night against Minnesota. Caitlin's going to be Caitlin. I think you're always going to have a shot at winning whatever game you're in if you have Caitlin Clark. Uh, but it is going to be up to the teammates to continue to step up and find those roles. But ultimately, it goes down to this. And I know Iowa fans are going to get very defensive, and this will be a debate. I would argue, and it's almost unfair to throw Niall Kinnick in this category just because of Niall Kinnick, the era he was in, and kind of the way his story unfolded. He tragically passed early in his life. But, Sean, I mean, Caitlin Clark might be the greatest and most transcendent athlete in the University of Iowa history, regardless of sport. I mean, I think to her, what she's done for women's college basketball, it's very reminiscent of Michael Jordan in the NBA. It's reminiscent of Tiger Woods in professional golf. And it sounds absolutely insane to say but the numbers don't lie and the excitement doesn't lie. Like what she's done is absolutely incredible. So I would argue that she's at least the greatest Iowa athlete of all time. And in my opinion, she's probably the best women's college basketball player 
in history. Maya Moore is probably up there. Brianna Stewart's probably up there. But what she's done is it's it's incredible. Yeah, I'm not going to disagree with you. I mean, Spencer Lee comes to mind too. Um, mm-hmm. You know, especially as of late. Um, but in terms of you know just dominance and you know being a national name and you know I mean she's the all time she's going to be the all time leading scorer and you know, NCAA history, like men's or women's, like that's, that's saying a lot. That's, that's legacy driven right there. And mm-hmm. I mean, the way, like, yes, there hasn't been a national championship yet, but, and the Iowa program was in a pretty good place when she got here, but you know, the way she's been able to transcend and transcend and, you know, take this program to a whole new heights, like her impact is going to be felt on this program for you know, years to come. And, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be fascinating. I mean, looking forward a little bit, how Iowa kind of manages that. I mean, they've hosted a ton of, you know, pretty highly sought after recruits on campus, Yep. you know, in the last few, last few months, last few, last year or two, um, obviously, you know, a couple of big 2026 names, a couple of 2025 names. And, that brand is, is going to go a long way. Like, obviously it's not going to be on the level of, you know, UConn, uh, Tennessee, um, South Carolina, you know, even LSU nowadays. I mean, LSU is probably a step below or definitely a step below, but you know, it's, it's going to be a brand thing that's going to go on for quite some time and, you know, really pay off for this program down the line. And, um, you know, Iowa can use that in the transfer portal too. It'd be interesting to see how they kind of navigate things. I imagine that they go after, you know, kind of a, a one or a point guard. Um, you know, obviously you're not gonna be able to replace Caitlin because that's just, you know, impossible. Yeah. But, you know, there, there are other ways I think that you can find pieces to, you know, lessen the void that she left because, um, you have pieces that are coming back next year that are going to be, you know, solid for you. I mean, Kylie Fuhrbach, Sydney Falter, um, you know, number of uh, Taylor McCabe has shown, you know, growth yeah. as of late. And they have an outstanding to, class coming in too. Right, right. And, you know, Aaliyah Guyton is someone that the Iowa staff really likes too. I know, you know, if it weren't for her ACL injury, she probably would have been the favorite to start the point guard position next year for Iowa as a freshman, which is saying a lot for her. I mean, she's a different player than Caitlin. I would say more of a Kathleen Doyle type um, in a way, but maybe a little more athletic. But, you know, they're really excited about this class coming in. And, you know, if they can really use the transfer portal, I know a lot of people were, you know, giving the staff a hard time for not using the portal last year. But, you know, it's I think it's really going to be a necessity this year especially with, you know, potentially getting a point guard and, you know, if they go for a forward, more of a back to the basket type yeah, um, player, like a Monica Cisano, Megan Gustafson type, obviously it's going to be hard to replace that or find someone who can have a similar impact as that. But I think there, there's a definitely a sell there that I think the staff can use to potentially make it work. And they have a six foot four freshman next year who I think could be a favorite to start at that center spot next year. And I think ideally as well, they want Hannah Stolke to move back to the four. I, I think Hannah's done an admirable job of trying to be an undersized five. I think she brings a lot of, she's definitely very strong. She's incredibly athletic. She outruns a lot of opposing fives, but her natural position, her highest upside is a four. So if you get that back to basket five, who can be kind of a two-way player, I think that'd be huge as well. Right now, I believe they are full on scholarships. 
And that'll be something to at least kind of keep track of. But this program is going to be in a good spot, Sean. I mean, as long as Jan Jensen's there, Raina Harmon, I mean, the whole, you know, Lisa Bluter, the whole staff does a really good job. But I also think that, as you mentioned, I think Iowa needs to do its best to utilize Caitlin Clark on the recruiting trail. I think Caitlin Clark's such a diehard Hawkeye. Like, she's not going to be checked out of Iowa. You know what I mean? Like, some players graduate, they aren't as tapped in after. I think she's going to be still locked into Iowa basketball. I think she's going to advocate for Iowa basketball. She's going to advocate for Lisa Bluter. And I do think that will play an impact. But as you mentioned, I mean, they're not on the level of a South Carolina, of a UConn, but there's a lot of good cells now. But the key for Iowa also is it just kind of re-energized the fan base for women's basketball and even basketball as a whole. I mean, it's with, with all due respect to the men's program, there has been a lack of – there's been a sense of apathy – when you go to games and you, then you go to the women's game, Sean, they're selling out. The fans are all over. I mean, that gets up to 115 decibels. They're diehard. And I think that's what she's kind of brought to the table. And I'm curious what's going to happen next year with her gone. I still think there's going to be a significant portion of fans that stick around, but I was just been in such a unique opportunity. I'm going to do a lot more articles and columns on Caitlin Clark here in the next couple of weeks, especially again, I think she's the greatest athlete probably in I university of iowa history i think there's there's a, a mark for it we'll be following along with her journey through the WNBA draft through the indiana fever especially during her rookie season but i still think there's a lot of at least pieces where you feel good about now as you mentioned you can't replace caitlin clark it's impossible to throw in somebody in a situation and be like you can be the next caitlin clark I, I just i that's impossible and that's not fair to put on any prospect i don't care how generational they are right it's just not not realistic, but it's also going to be a big test for Lisa Bluter and the staff, because I also think that they're going to need to change the playing style to go do a more team oriented thing concept. I think she did a great thing and it was genius to still run a, her typical offense, but it was all through Caitlin Clark. That's the reason why her usage rates been the highest in the country. But when you have that person, you can put up 35 footers who has that sort of once in a generation type vision you have to cater the offense toward Caitlin Clark. It has to always run through her. So I think Iowa has pieces in place, but I also think when you look at going in next year, they're going to have to change the way they play basketball to some degree. And I'm very, very anxious to kind of see how it all unfolds. Yeah. I mean, you, you said it like the, the, the style of play. I mean, Look at what it was with Megan Gustafson. Like that was a inside outside approach with her in the middle. You try and get her a touch every possession. Now it's like, I mean, yes, Monica Zizano was there, but now it's like, you know, now it's an outside in approach, like with mm-hmm. Caitlin. Like that's it's they've totally really had to change it. And you can get away with a number of things having someone as naturally gifted as a scorer as Caitlin and you know, naturally gifted as a basketball player because she's a great facilitator too. Um, yeah. You can get away with a lot of things. And, you know, the the style is going to be going to be fascinating to see how they kind of, you know, they – and I think this makes sense too for Caitlin because, yes, the focus is going to be the NCAA tournament making a run for the staff. But it's like, okay, we know what challenge we have to face this offseason. It's probably going to be the biggest challenge that we face as a staff – yeah. you know, in a while, um, you know, how are we going to attack it? You know, how are we going to, you know, how are we going to replace what we're going to lose? I mean, like you said, we're not, you're not going to replace it with one player, but I think there's different 
ways that you can, you know, do it and, you know, find portal fits that make a lot of sense. And I mean, what, what I think is going to be hard too is, you know, life after Caitlin, like that's, there's going to be a pressure there yeah, for someone to come in or multiple players to come in and, you know, have that, have that impact, fill in those, fill in those shoes. Like it's, there's going to be pressure there, but you know, you know, I think they've had success before without someone of Caitlin's caliber. Yeah. So I, I, I think they'll be able to manage it, but it's going to be different. And like you said, I think the, the fan um, atmosphere and aspect of it is going to be interesting to see how, you know, it's it kind of changes throughout the next couple of years. I mean, if you keep winning, then nothing's going to change. But you know, still, it's yeah, interesting. Yeah, you don't have box office generational talent. I mean, I hate to say, I mean, right. that's just the reality of the situation. I mean, there's a reason why this is this Iowa Ohio State game is going to be the most expensive ticket in women's basketball history, regardless of WNBA or or college or whatever else. But I also think we haven't touched on this yet it makes sense for Caitlin to go pro because the team she's going to, I mean, you think about Aaliyah Boston, who's going to be a potential hall of fame caliber post, what she's been able to do there. Grace Berger was a great Indiana player. She's there. Kelsey Mitchell. I think she's third all time in big 10 scoring. She's there. Imagine trying to run a pick and roll with Aaliyah Boston, Caitlin Clark, and then kicking it out on the weak side wing to Kelsey Mitchell for three, like Indiana is going to have pieces in place to be an immediate threat to go deep in the WNBA. And I think when you look at, and Nyla Smith, I mean, they, they have pieces. Now they have Clark to kind of stir the drink, right? So I think that's another big piece. But you mentioned Lisa Bluter, and you look at trying to replace Caitlin Clark. Yeah, it's not going to be done by one player. And it's impossible to replace a generation player. But they've had star players throughout the past decade. I mean, you look at Allie Disterhoff, who's an Iowa City native. She was second all-time in scoring. I think she's fifth now at this point because of how many great players have come through. Uh, Sam Logic, Kathleen Doyle, Megan Gustafson. I mean, they've had so many great players and not again, Caitlin's on a different level, but somebody's always had to step up in the way that Lisa Bluter and then play offense. Somebody always ends up stepping up. And I, again, I'm not going to be surprised if Taylor McCabe averages 16, 17 points a game next year. I, I think she's got that type of range. I think she's got that type of capability. So it'll be a lot of fun to watch. And I think it, it's just, it's a perfect situation and it makes all the sense in the world. I don't think it would have been a mistake for Caitlin to come back for her fifth year, Sean, but it would have been the worst of the two choices. When you look at legacy, when you look at the way people look at her, when you look at the team fit she's going to, et cetera. And you know, the other part too is, and I don't think this played a factor, but it's worth mentioning. I mean, she's dating Connor McCaffrey. Connor McCaffrey's on the Indiana Pacers, right? Same city, same work on environment. The staff, on the staff. On the staff. Yeah, yeah, on the staff. Sorry, on the staff. Uh, I, I think it makes a lot of sense. So it'll be fun to cover. Uh, we'll have much more on this and the women's basketball team hanging into Sunday. College game day is going to be in Carver Hawkeye Arena. So stay tuned for that. And until next time, we will talk to you soon.